Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Here's a little prologue, like in the theater, when I step in front of the curtain and say, before tonight's revels begin, please know that this is actually going to be a two-parter. It wasn't when we started recording, but then we got so into it, we discovered that what we thought was going to be quite a quick uh, episode, it's actually got lots to say. So this is going to be a part one, and then next week, part two. Great prologue, Tessa, Thank if you I may. So much. And now, the episode. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, are you well? Oh, no, fine, I'm a piece of shit. Um, oh my God, so great to be here. Uh, would you like a tea? Would you like a present? Would you like some times? No, oh, only if you're, I mean, the times, yeah, only if you're buying the times, only if you're making a cup of tea. I mean, I don't need anything. Whatever you, whatever you want is, is great. Oh. You just, do, do you not want it? I, I got you this on the way here. <laughs> oh, we've both exploded. Welcome to Nobody Panic. With uh, me, me, Stevie, and my good friend Tessa, and we're both people pleasing too much. Hello, everyone. This episode is all about how to stop being a people pleaser. It is inspired by uh, this audiobook, and I don't really listen to a lot of audiobooks. Weird. I know. I think it's because I'm like, I'll do a better job of the voices in my head. And may we say, as we often say, when people are like, oh, I haven't read it, but I listened to the audiobook. That's reading. That's the same Still thing. reading. You've there read it. Are, as we currently know, seven different ways of receiving information that oh, we know of. We're only just discovering that when children are like, I'm bad at math. You're not bad at math. You're bad at receiving the maths in the way that it's being given to you. But if it was oh, I love that. presented in a different way, you'd be like, oh, that's my way. That's my way. So, <laughs> I'm not a horrible bitch. You just can't receive my information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <correctly. laughs> Turns out <laughs> it's that. Um, though you do need to work out which way they would like to receive the information. You can't just be like, fuck you and leave. Anyway, yes. so those are two things. If you think you're bad at maths and you think you can't read, listen, I'm boosting you up left and right and centre. May I also say, uh, open brackets, We've just recorded an audiobook of Nobody oh. Panic. It's uh, genuinely brackets. my face hurt from laughing. And at one point you can hear my dog in the background. Close brackets, basically. <laughs> Close those brackets up. Come and have a listen. We think it's quite good. And if you're yeah. someone who likes to receive your information hourly, please put it in your ears. We think it's quite it's quite jolly. There's some good mm. voices. I do a Bruce Wayne voice that ruined that ruined my ruined my voice for about 24 hours. That was good. Yeah. So come and listen for heaven's sake. Anyway, the point is, I was driving along listening to this audiobook. It is called Please Yourself 
by Emma Reed Terrell. And she has a really lovely voice and she's very calm sounding. And I was really nodding along in the car. And I really had a lot of um a lot of breakthroughs. So I would hurriedly recommend uh, the book. Um, but I'm going to uh, dispense some of the stuff from it with some other extra bits um, in this podcast, but I can't recommend it enough. Go and have a listen to the to the whole thing. So that is what has inspired this podcast today. Let's move on to our the most adult things we've done this week, and then we'll circle back and we'll circle uh, back into people pleasing. If you mm. want to, no worries if not. No worries if not. Uh, no worries if not. Exclamation mark. Fine. Mm. Uh, my adult thing is that Stevie, I scored a goal. Yay! <laughs> I scored a goal. I thought you just run around. It was so dumb. And I was like, I cannot believe I have let this be a thing in my head for my entire life of being like, I can't play football or that's a boys game or I won't be allowed. You can be, <laughs> you can be wearing your worst t-shirt, no makeup. You don't need to impress any fucker because you're old now and uh, you don't have to be good at anything. And I was like, oh, I'm yes. free. I'm free. So if I'm free from the constraints of the patriarchy, the, I'm done. I'm out. The patriarchy. I said constraints of the pastry, of the, of the patriarchy. <laughs> Listen, yes. they, those flaky fuckers, they got us. So if you too are like, oh, I could never do that boys game, please be free. Be free. So that good is Lord. mine. I feel, I feel electric. What's your That's adult so good. thing? Oh God, it's quite sad. No, <laughs> the, it's the, so if, I, I'm very like, um, I've been very all the way through my life, been very like anti-aging stuff is rubbish. Like age gracefully and love the skin you're in. Very much influenced by Dove. Is that the Um that's correct. But then I started to age. And <laughs> yes. now what's happened? Easy to be anti-aging when you are not aging, isn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> and you think you are. You're like, oh, I'm 25 now, so I understand it. Like, what are you talking about? So I've now found a facial that I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and try a hydra facial. And I feel like that is an adult thing. But look, not every adult thing has to be a positive thing. It's maybe Some, like sometimes a sad can be bad. Sometimes a sad adult thing. A saddled. It's my saddled thing of the of the week. In my head, a woman just has like a hose and just shoots water at my face and then I leave. I can imagine it will be more kind of um in depth than that. But I, I really do I really do want to age great like and be very happy at aging. And it feels like Getting facial is the first stage of, of not accepting it. Mm, <laughs> and mm. I can imagine this is the next uh, stage of nobody panic, just two women coming to terms with their own mortality. <laughs> well, it, nobody panic is what I say about that. Absolutely. Funnily enough, this episode isn't how to stop thinking about death, but now I'm thinking we should do one. Oh, Christ. So I was listening to Emma read Terrell in her reading her audiobook. Mm. And I was thinking, mm, I got some things I'd like to talk about with this. Yeah. I, uh, because I was like, oh yeah, I'm a people pleaser. And this book was actually recommended to me by another friend who I had been discussing a, a thing I do. And they were like, oh, you should read this book. And I was like, nah, I know I'm a people pleaser. I don't need to read the book. And then reading it, I was like, hmm, hmm. Mm. so stevie do you think you're a people pleaser but i feel like it's going to be one of those things where you know like when we did like how to be assertive or how to and you kind of go well i don't really know and then for me a, pe- a pe- people pleaser is like we opened the episode it's really clear and it's really like so mm. no i don't walk around being like are you oh god but i am told <laughs> by the person that i live with that i'm consistently going to things 
and showing up for other people in a way that I don't for myself mm. ever. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. And I love going to, um, I love going to, uh, to parties and stuff like it's dead fun. But then sometimes when it gets to a point where it's like, oh, actually I, I can't do that or actually fitting all those things in makes it, uh, makes me just not be able to do anything and burnt out or whatever. I will cancel the thing for myself way more. Like I would never yeah. cancel anything on anybody else. And I get really upset when I have to cancel on, on, on someone else. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time I do, um, I'm really bad at remembering people's birthdays. So that makes me think I'm not a good, I'm not a people pleaser. I hate people. I don't know. No, I think that's, that's a good example that people, you're like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not very good at birthdays and I do this. And like I'm, a, and once again, being like, I'm a bad person. I forget the birthdays. <laughs> oh, I am a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Brown, and then you're, what you say is perfectly summarized. Like you show up for other people way more than you show up for yourself. And I think that is very true of your personality. And definitely mm-hmm. you're someone who, I often find on the floor and then when I say what are you doing down there pal you're like you're like you're like I'm just I've got to go to this party and then I need to go to this and then I need to get to here and I really need to do this thing but I just won't so I need to, I need to do this for myself but what yeah. I will do is not, is not, and yeah. I will go to that party then I will make sure I'm there and I won't have a, a sleep and then I'll be ready in the morning. So that's fine. <laughs> Would you say that's, that's reasonable? I'd say, and I'd also apologize to you because um, obviously I'm comfortable enough with you to, you get the unfiltered version. Whereas I feel I have to be like, yay, party to like everyone else. <laughs> so yeah. you get, uh, you get the, as my boyfriend sometimes says, he's like, I get the husk. What's going on there? <laughs> You get, yeah, yeah, you get, yeah. You get the husk. You don't get fun, Stevie. You get sad, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> you thinking about death. Yeah, right. Yeah, very, very true. That is increasingly what I was like. Is that what friendship is when you get older? It's you. It's just everyone husking next to each other. You never get to, and that's why I think people like have affairs or like have friendship affairs or like like love meeting new people or having like a honeymoon friendship where you're like, oh, I get, oh my god, I'm being the best version of myself. I remember this person, yes. and then yes. you're, and then you. That's I think when I think people are like, I think I'll have an affair. I think it's just you're like, I just want to look. I just want to be I want to pretend to be good for a bit yes I want yeah I want to look nice and be like glitteringly exciting rather than I've sort of blown it now at this person because they've just seen me they've seen it all the table yeah 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 yeah. does she say about what the signs are of being of being able to identify that you're a people pleaser I think it's exactly what you said like do you find that you turn to the opinions or the wants or the needs of others before you turn to yourself and I think it's instinctive for people to be like well yeah of course because I'm not a selfish dickhead or like yeah I'm a good person I do that it's like are you a good person or I mean not like are you a good person but of course you're a good person but have you taken that is your instinct to be like oh I'm a polite good person I show up for my friends have you taken that one step too far and at the impact of you ever showing up for yourself yes but also that I because so I was having because I didn't want you to feel the burden of this episode just See, yourself people pleasing was, even though yes. I said I'm happy yeah yeah go on yes, yes. But, but I was looking and I found some I found a couple of things that made me go like oh I didn't think that would be related 
to okay, being a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which I thought was quite interesting because I think we both do this. So people pleasers often have a harder time recognizing how they really feel. So even if you are like, okay, how do I feel about this? Am I upset about the situation? Or uh, what do I want to do today? Or when someone goes, hey, we could go here or here, it, you go like, <gasps> because you actually can't find what your answer is because mm-hmm. you're so used to following what another person wants Mm -hmm. to do or thinks and also as well the thing that really got me and I was like okay is you're quick to agree even if you don't really agree so for example it's the uh, and I do this constantly and I had to I have to actually actively stop because it can get me into trouble is when I'm with say I'm at a party and if there's a group of people say that this isn't it really this is a very simplistic way of looking at it but if they're they're talking about a book and everyone's going like in the group going like I love this book I love the way they do this this and I hated the book I'll find something in the book that I did like and I'll just talk about that and I'll say within the context of like their conversation yeah I loved it too I liked this so I'm not lying but I also didn't like the book and then I go to another group and they're going like I hate the book and I go I hate the book too because of this is and I will change my opinion to make the conversation work rather than assert my opinion and I've got friends that literally will just go like I hate it and I'm always like how did you do so that so when when I come out of a film or something with a group of people that's my nightmare because I don't know what to say I have to wait until everyone else has spoken before I've ascertained whether the film was okay and I've started to be better at that but it's Mm. that really made me go I would never have connected that with being a people pleaser I would have just said like you're spineless it's it's stuff that you don't even think to associate with being a people pleaser you think a people pleaser is like is remembering everyone's birthday but really it's like you bow always to the opinions of others wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah that plush and the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So these are the four different types of people pleaser. Love and this. Okay. Love this. Love this for you. Right, I actually weirdly would identify myself as three out of these four. And so you might be like, oh, that's me, just one. Or you might be a whole blend of a bunch of these. So this is number one, the classic people pleaser. The classic people pleaser takes pride in getting things right, choosing the ideal gift or hosting the perfect dinner party. The appreciation they get becomes their definition of themselves. Self-esteem is replaced by others' esteem. A pat on the head from an authority figure feels like winning the lottery. This is a definitely a very uh, all-girls all school mentality. Um, mm. What we at my school we now, looking back at it, refer to as um, gold slip behavior. A gold slip was weirdly a thing that you got for like good work. And obviously no one actually wanted or cared about gold slips, but we might like jokingly say to each other, like gold slip for you if you did something good. And that mm. desire to like, prove yourself be the best get the little sticker say that like uh, this would be classic like pleasure to teach you know Mm. good good in class like isn't she good isn't she isn't she good at stuff well done her and you're chasing that sweet sweet so in adult life it's like you're chasing that sweet sweet high 
of someone going, what an, what an exceptional party mm-hmm. that you just hosted. Yeah. What a beautiful um, drink, like, like a drinks place that you've, all, you've gone, should we all go here? And, and then everyone goes, what an amazing choice, Tessa. Yeah. As in that person, not you don't necessarily do that, but that person is, so then it makes you do more and more and makes you want to be the person that is the, oh my God, that was such a great choice. That's exactly. Because I shy away from making those choices because I'm like, my choice will be a shit. So that I don't even, so I don't really chase that sweet, sweet high. Just just as an alter, like, I, like okay. um, I don't think I am that, that person. May I offer you the resistor people pleaser? And that will be me already. <laughs> Wouldn't identify themselves as a pleaser at all. Convinced mm. they'll never be able to please. They avoid intimacy and oh keep their God. distance and keep their opinions quiet in groups with a, prof- a protective persona of indifference. Oh my God. I remember like two, three, four, three years ago, my therapist was like, I was like, I don't really have any close friends. I've got lots of nice friends, but I just don't really. And then she was like, I think, and then we discovered that I just don't invite anyone around or would never talk to anyone. Cause I'd be like, Cause I'll be when, cause I'll be bad at talking to them or I'll, they'll come around and be like, why you haven't served me the right ale. Uh, it wasn't that, but like, oh my God, that's hit me so strongly <laughs> to my core. I'm going to have to take a breather. Yeah. 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 You have a little, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So you have a little moment. I'm working on it. Yeah. Oh baby. She, she'd be working on it, but <laughs> she'd be ooh, working. She, she'd be a resistor. Okay. She'd be a resistor. Number three, the shadow people pleaser lives in service of other people. They pick up the slack at work, champion others over themselves and shower people with attention and generosity. They work out how to be the best support act. So this is something I don't do with everyone, but there are definitely people in my life who I have, I mean, I've actively said sometimes that my ideal party is I just prepare the party and then leave the party. <laughs> yes, yes, you have to, yes. <laughs> and like, I remember once there are t- like, okay, years ago, um, we were doing Max and Evans, the prom, very specific everyone, but you don't need to know any of the details. Um, our friend Lolly was being the head cheerleader and I am doing this team thing. I said, I didn't want to be involved. I didn't want to do anything with it. I just wanted to do everything in the background. <laughs> teach everyone the routine, make everyone the costumes, do everything, and then disappear like a little shadow gremlin. And then I was, and then I was like, then Lolly couldn't do it because she had to, she couldn't be there. And I did have to be the, in charge of everything. And I did it, but that my instinct is always to be like, I'll just be, I'll just be here in the background. You can do it better than me. I'll just support you and give you everything you need. So I have, I have shades of shadow pleasing in me. And then the pacifier people pleaser. The pacifier operates from a don't ever displease position. They keep the peace at all costs, avoid conflict by burying their feelings and won't challenge others' behaviors. Pacifiers seek the acceptability of the middle road, never voicing a contentious opinion or unpopular preference. And I've also definitely been a pacifier. And I think so a lot, a big part of the book is her just talking about various people under different aliases and or everyone with an assumed name who have come to her in therapy. Some of them saying, I'm not a people pleaser. And some of them saying, I'm such a bad people pleaser. It's quite out of control. And you do all the work starts with basically, what were you like when you were 10? 
Like, what were you like as a child? That you, when you go to therapy, you're like, boring. What's the, I don't want to talk about that. But so much of this behavior comes from what you were like as a child. You have to identify like what people said about you that you were like, oh, that's who I am. And that's how I, so like something that she brought up a lot was somebody being easygoing and somebody, somebody who had a very difficult brother, them saying, oh, Susan, oh, Susan's the easy one. Jack's a nightmare, but Susan's easy. Oh, mm. Susan's never had a tantrum. Oh, Susan's a pleasure. Jack's a nightmare. We always, oh, but Susan. And so Susan, age six, gets in her head that Jack is allowed to be a problem, but never Susan. And Susan is loved because she's easy. And so therefore- Oh, wow. That's interesting. Su- Susan grows up always being like, Susan's, a, Susan's no bother oh Susan's easy so Susan's like that's who I am and that is why I'm loved and so that's what I have to do and so it's obviously will be so personal to everybody but you have to sort of look in your head of being like okay what did people say about me as a kid and what was my where did I be like oh I you know this is how I define my personality this is what people said about me this is the praise I was given and has Mm. it therefore and also what are your siblings like have you got one very problematic sibling that or one that was always getting their own way and you always had to do what that sibling wanted or do you if you're a pacifier are you from a household that maybe had a lot of shouting or was in some way you know there was occasionally tension for whatever reason and you learned that if you could just keep everybody happy then you would keep the peace and there wouldn't be any shouting. Um, and she talks about <laughs> this. There's talks about a, girl, a lady who came to her who they just could not make any sort of breakthrough. And this woman was really hard work because she was such a people pleaser. Like if she was even a minute late, she cried because she had so sorry about upsetting the therapist. She was, all, she, at one point she wrote the therapist a poem. <laughs> she was always like I'm so sorry I must be your worst client I'm so sorry I'm so bad you must hate me all of this how can I be better for you and the therapist was like I don't give a shit what you're like for me we're here for you we need you to unpack some of this and it took them like eight months to eventually identify a moment when she was age three (laughs) this little girl (laughs) and she broke something in the house completely by accident and her parents packed her little suitcase and, ma- and made her go on the doorstep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then about half an hour later, her parents made her, came, let her come back in again. And I, you can understand in their minds, they were just like teaching her a lesson. And that was some kind of like, they were very cross and they were like, they were, they, in that way that like adults are like, I thought it was obvious it was a joke. And you're like, I'm a child. I don't know what's oh a joke and what's not. Yeah. So for her age three, she's like, if you do anything wrong, you have to go and live somewhere else. So like, of course, her whole thing is like, I mean, I think those parents were probably, I mean, were 100% out of line. But like, you don't have yeah. to have come from like, you don't have, because often when you're like, oh no, my parents were lovely and lots of people's parents were lovely. You don't have to have come from like actual physical abuse or, or anything properly dreadful to have been like, ah, here is a moment in my childhood that I think probably influenced how I react to other people. Or this, like, I don't say things in class but or I don't do this because and then you're like why don't I do that and then you're like oh no <laughs> oh no you can unpack this stuff and not be like oh my god my parents fucked me up you can be like hey my parents were just people trying my best trying their best and they were good people and they took good care of me but I now identify that some of these offhand comments that weren't meant in any way you know or things that happened affected how I then um, perceive myself so lots of unpacking to do with your like your own personal yeah. like ah dear <laughs> 
<laughs> and again, it could be school. It could be this whole thing of like, oh, she's a pleasure to teach. Or um, you get into a friendship group in which you are, pre- you, your part of the friendship group is because you always do this thing. And so you're like, okay, that's how I, that's my role. That's who I am. Yeah. And, you know. Well, it's like, do you remember that? that episode we did and it was a while back and it was how to cope when your best friends move on like when your friends move on like when they get a partner and they you know so say you're Mm -hmm. living together and then they get a partner and move out or whatever and it was with Dolly Alderton I think and I remember being and I was like quite I was very much present for the episode but I remember so at one point being like yeah I just don't really feel like I can because I just don't feel like that about friends and things and then it became (laughs) it became obvious that when I was like 10 my best friend, who I'd been friends with since I was, I mean, since I was conscious, um, just decided she wouldn't want to be my friend anymore. And then everyone bullied me, like, for four years. And I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't let anyone in. And that's why I'm not sad when they've moved on. <laughs> I was really like, oh, this is so deep now. And I was like, okay, well, my ther- I can hear my therapist rolling her arm, uh, rolling her arms up. That, not even it's too more than the sleeves and his whole arm rolled yeah right you're like oh no <laughs> so have yes. a little bit of a memory deep dive and i see this is why i do it and then be like okay mm. what can i do about this and so there's a lot of thinking oh i don't want to be somebody who puts myself first because that would be a an asshole or a you know a bullying person or whatever like that's not what this is it's not about you saying i'm the best it isn't about saying me first it's about mm. simply saying me too. Oh, it's the other hashtag me too. Yeah, the other hashtag me too. Often gets, you know, <laughs> sidelined. <laughs> and so you aren't you aren't a bad friend for doing these things. You aren't, you shouldn't feel guilty. And people will be like, if you feel terribly guilty about not going something, your guilt is is misplaced. Like you need to feel when was the time that you actually truly fucked up on purpose? Like you did something really bad on purpose. You're like yeah. probably never. But like when was the last time that you felt like racked with guilt? about something that actually in retrospect is not you've made a disproportionate response to it yes you made a mistake or you you didn't mean to or yeah or simply you just didn't attend a friend's party and yet you're like fine yeah and yeah yeah, I remember one of the most freeing things was when someone said to me like in the best way no one cares that you're not at the party and it was like oh yeah (laughs) of course so I was just spiraling then for a second because I remember after the (laughs) wedding This is very exposing for me, Uh, but I will say it because maybe it'll help somebody go, oh yeah, I'm like that as well. And you won't feel so absolutely mad. I did this without even realizing I'd done this until what, two weeks later? So after that wedding that me and Tessa went to, there was talk of going to the sea afterwards. Like some people were going straight home. Some people were driving to the sea. I heard Tessa say, I don't think Stevie would like to see. I was upstairs doing my teeth and they were like discussing who would be going. And fair play, when have I ever gone to the sea and gone, I want to go to the sea after this thing. I like to get out of a situation. I like to do the thing and then leave because I've actually gone boiling hot because I thought, oh, I I might not be very fun at the sea. So I'd best just go because if I go to the sea and I'm not fun, or I may, maybe I don't want to get in the water and everyone's like, this is rubbish. And then I heard you say she doesn't like the sea. And I was like, yeah, no, that is true. And also, and then I was like, I don't know if I like the sea because I've never gone. And it's not that it's not a thing that we're all, everyone's constantly going to the sea, but it's very, because whenever there's a wedding, it tends to be like near somewhere or like, we're all going to stop off at Stonehead. Or like, there's always a stop off. And I'm like, no, because what if I'm just like, what if there's a wasp there and everyone's like, oh God, Stevie's being a pain in the ass with a wasp. Or do you know what I mean? Terrible. So that's good to have, 
done this because now I realize I've not got over it in any way (laughs) it's like I'm fine now about that would you like to go to the sea well as we've discussed I don't know what I like and don't well have a check I would when I saw that you'd all gone I was like that looks nice so you would like to go to the sea yeah I think so yeah but I just yeah so yeah, I had a lovely time on the car in the car journey with my two friends, and we had a great chat. And it was I'm very glad I did that. But yes, I it's it's less that like it's less that I don't always want to go to see sure, but it's less that it's more just like say you don't want to go because you don't want to go, not that you might not be fun at the sea. Oh That's not my a thing. god! Yeah, okay. So if I'm if I my position on saying Stevie doesn't, well, I don't think Stevie wants to go to the sea is one wasps and two my instinct that you're like oh Stevie doesn't like to go to the things or stop off at Stonehenge. Stevie yeah. wants to go home. Not it's never always. occurred, and I, therefore I was like Stevie likes to go home. That's a thing I know about you, but and it's, it's fair, not, fair, fair, fair enough. Play. But it turns yeah. out it's because you don't think you'll be fun. <laughs> yes, because also the uh, that, that goes against God, the idea that I just like to leave things. That goes against the idea that I am always tend to be like the last one out at a party. Yeah, I love that. Love the I, party. I back myself because I'm drunk. <laughs> But like, but if it's like a thing, it's like, oh God, well, genuinely like, what will I say at the sea? What will I say at the sea? <laughs> like, oh my God. What what will I do? I don't have the right things. And then and then you were like, one of the guys that was there was like, he was just wearing his like boxes, sort of wading in because you know, no one had the stuff. You didn't have a swimming costume. Like, no, it's all fine. But it's all it's that very like, cool, we'll just sort of go. And I often see people on Instagram and be like, just like stopped off somewhere and I'm like but how did you do that? like were you just like yeah I bet I'll be fine there uh, it's so weird so, so weird anyway when you think yeah I bet I'll be fine there do you mean like I will be physically fine like I'll just drink I'll just get a snack when I, I get there or do you mean like I bet people, I'll be fun when I get there as in like I bet like uh, that was me being like that's what those people have thought they've been like yeah I'll be fun when I get there whereas I'm like I might not be fun what if I'm not fun there it has okay my <laughs> Okay, just to return to the resistor people pleaser. <laughs> Resisting also, do you want everything. to know another thing? Yeah. Another thing. You know that whole thing about, uh, so what me and Tessa and our friend Liz used to share, it was just me just have, having therapy on, on, on air. Listen, on air. I'm, all, I'm all for it. All for it. And we used to go to the Edinburgh Fringe and also we'd go and do show places and we'd have to like stay over and find, you know, you end up like sleeping in various different arrangements and I was always like oh I'll I'll sleep on the sofa of the one bed flat that we're in because I I don't like sharing a bed and the reason was (laughs) the reason again I can't tell you enough how I'm only just realizing this now that with this C thing it's like yeah that checks out the reason wasn't that I'm like a bad sleeper I mean I am a bad sleeper but that doesn't really bother me too much because I sleep in the same bed as my sister for example whenever we go home sometimes, um, is that um, uh, I would not be good at the like morning fun chat. <laughs> oh <laughs> and I'd be my boring. God. So I would be like, I'll go on to my, just by myself so that I can just like, uh, I don't have to be entertaining. Cause you know, like, when you, when two people are showing up and you always hear them like laughing and sometimes like, I won't make anyone laugh. So I'll just, oh my God. <laughs> isn't that awful? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that so late? 
<laughs> oh but my like, god these oh my god i've got these so are the hot. things these you're doing so well you're doing so well thank you for sharing with the i'm group. crying a bit yeah <laughs> i can yeah. see that but like these are things i know about you like stevie doesn't like to share a bed because she's a bad sleeper stevie likes to yes. be on her own stevie doesn't want to go to stonehenge on the way home like stevie <laughs> won't want to go to the stuff because she like in my mind i was like i don't think she likes being outdoors very much like she doesn't like yeah the thing. Well, i mean i don't like wasps that is a fair yeah you don't like, that's not really are, a thing and i don't i'm not and yeah and my instinct was like when she doesn't want to stop off at stonehenge because she's like where are the in my mind i thought it's like maybe it's like something like where are the, the snacks or like where's the stuff yeah what's but you're the, like what's the fun stuff what's the yeah. what, what will be fun here but really it's you <laughs> saying i won't be fun enough to go to stonehenge <laughs> When I was listening to this audiobook and she was discussing the resistor people pleaser, I honestly was driving along being like, what is that? Who are you talking about? It's that's, you. That's so funny. <laughs> Who's that? Per- oh, Who's yes. That? Okay. So what are we going to do, Stevie? You need to go to the sea and decide if yes, you like the sure. sea. You need to start saying yes to everything mm. Mm. and being like yeah you're fun of course you're fun but also yes, like I'll go to yeah you're in this is god <laughs> I feel hot <laughs> your instinct is like I won't do that because I won't be fun enough in the morning your thing is literally like I will not please that other person enough who is asleep who's asleep <laughs> in the morning I, whereas I like, oh that might be fun we might have fun in the morning or not but I don't think I won't I think no one's to... thinking about that. They're saying, no, I, can I share should, a bed yeah, with that person? Uh, yes, fine. Yeah, fine. Like, no one's thinking, like, <laughs> it never also, crossed my I had mind, to be very clear. Will I be fun enough in the morning? No, but also, it has to be very, very clear. These things are so deep that I'm not literally going, I cannot share the bed because I won't be fun. It's happening with before my brain is even. Oh, saying I know, that. I know, I 100%. Yeah. I know, oh, my God, of course. Where, do, you know, me being like, I, know where, I don't know, what, I don't know, I don't care what we have for dinner isn't me being like, if I choose wrong, I will have to sit on the step with the suitcase. By the way, that isn't me telling that story and pretending it was someone else. My parents did not make me sit on the step. That is crazy. But like, I do come from a pacifier. Like everyone else has got more opinions than me and we need to keep the environment calm. So everyone else choose. Mm. It isn't, none of these things are conscious, but it's so good to unpack them and you're being very brave. And like, so I no, think absolutely. The, the first thing on her list of like, how do we work through it is like to start saying no. But I actually think your thing needs to be to start saying yes to things and to be like, yes. yeah, I want to go to the sea, if only to discover if I like the sea. And when you're there, be like, do I like the sea? As opposed to, does everyone yes. at the sea like me? Like, I, you know, yes, be like, yes. it doesn't the matter. The default can't be... I won't do that. Like the default has to be like, let's just see. Let's see at the sea. Oh my God. And then if you're at the other sort of end, a big thing that she kept saying through the book was like, you need to find somewhere else to find your your validation, not from other people. And for me, I kept mm. in the car shouting, where? From where? <laughs> <laughs> from that where? man? Like, where will I get it? it? If not from well, yeah, other people. Yeah, because then doesn't that affect so much of like if you get your reassurance and just everything from other people then also things like when you are in a relationship for example you then can anyone that shows you sort of anything it's like you would be like yes great someone who's showing me something rather than that person is actually the best thing for you so you can get yourself in a real hot spot you can get yourself into a real mess and if you're in a relationship where you're like when you say like what do you love about this other person and your answer is like they love me like that's you're like yeah lovely but like that can't be the thing that you love most the first about, thing that can't be the first thing that you love most about them and if you are in this position of like where does your validation come from and you're looking for someone else 
oh my God, it's a lot, isn't it? And then you think, and because if you're like, oh, wow, I literally let all my validation come from other people. Me, the entire journey, just shouting, well, where else can I get it? It just needs to be about, rather than others' esteem, it needs to be your own self-esteem of being like, oh, I, I don't need other people to like me or to, not that they will dislike you, but you don't demand that they like you for, for you to feel good about yourself. And their opinion of you isn't the most important thing and it's about being like what do i what do i actually like is it the sea is it this what do my opinions on this film what do i actually like and i think if you're really struggling with it there's two things and i know we're com- coming to the end because we've had a, a big and deep oh my god <laughs> we've not given any tips we've just talked about no, well no, me we- going to the sea <laughs> <laughs> should we do part one and part two so this is all about identifying yourself and then part two is like how to like do it i think that could work Initially, this was obviously supposed to be one episode, but we've decided to split it into two. So this is identifying. And then next week, we're going to be doing about how you can become less of a people pleaser and change your perception. Is that correct, Tessa? Absolutely. This is not how we began this session, but we've made some huge revelations and we need to give them the respect they deserve. So (laughs) join us. That's the end of your session today. You owe £75. I'll see see you next week. I'm so exhausted. Follow us at Nobody Panic Pod. Let us know which one you are. Buy our book. It's more of this. And... um, Well, it's none of this. It's some of this. And uh, we will uh, see you next week to learn how to stop being a people pleaser. See you next week. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. We have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging. But it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.